This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market. But you know, every once in a while it hits me. How do we know about our local market unless we know about other markets too? So today we are doing a road trip around the U.S. housing market. Uh, once or twice a year, i got to do these road trips to make me feel good. Anyway, um, want to let you know that first off, we're going to start off in Florida. And we have a realtor friend from southern Florida on the line, Clint Winter. Good morning, Clint. Good morning. How are you? Good. Well, I guess it's not morning over there, is it? <laughs> Well, it's 12.04 my time, uh, Southeast Florida. Southeast Florida. So, okay. That's what I was going to ask you is what's your market area that we're going to be talking about today? Okay. I'm in Southeast Florida. I'm about 30 miles north of Miami. Uh, so I'm in the next county up from Dade County. I'm in Broward County. And uh, I'm an East Coast, uh, East County realtor, basically anything from uh, the Turnpike East to the ocean. And I understand you've done this for a few years. Yeah, I'm in my 22nd year, so I've been doing it a while. So you know uh, a thing here. or two. So I know a thing or two. <laughs> and, you, and you've seen a thing or two because you've been through some different types of markets. How would you describe the Southeast Florida market today? Well, I think it's pretty much like the whole country. There's no inventory. Uh, you know, single-family homes get multiple offers within a couple days. You know, people are foregoing their contingencies. There's just no inventory. You know, Florida was the first hit uh, in the downturn in 2005. We had a hurricane, um, Hurricane Katrina, everybody knows about, which hit New Orleans. But Hurricane Wilma was the one that kind of put the lights out here. Uh, and that came after Katrina. And um, we basically saw a lights out market starting like the end of 2005. Um, and, in, you know, no, there was no building here from then on for the next 10 years. Ah, so the no building is one of the big reasons for no inventory. Yeah, that's the number one reason is this no inventory. Mm -hmm. um, you know, condos are a little more plentiful, but a single family, forget it. Every price range, any neighborhood uh, on the east side of the county, it's just really, really tough if you're a buyer right now. All right. How would you compare today's market to, let's say, five years ago? Mm, 2016 or so. Uh, yeah. Well, the market had rebounded in f about five years ago. Uh, we kind of were the first to rebound. So by 2011, 2012, pretty much all the foreclosures and short sales were gone that we saw across the country. Um, and it was pretty, it started to become what we call an even market. So it wasn't really a buyer's market or seller's market. It was a pretty even market. You know, average days on the market might be, you know, 35 to 45 days. Uh, you know, a property on the market would be considered a normal market then. Okay. And um, speaking of markets, what, what is your median sales price there? And, and what kind of home does that buy? 
Well, our median sales price right now, I just read these statistics uh, like two days ago. Are, it's $495,000, 495000 And I just always like to clarify, that's not an average price. A median price means um, half the houses are selling above that amount or half the properties, I should say. A median price is a general uh, barometer for real estate to get an idea of where you are. Um, and, you know, and that's a good price to, to compare across the country. I don't know what it would be in Fresno, but, uh, for example, uh, 495 would be a property, half the property sell above that amount and half, half of our properties are selling below that amount. And it would include, you know, every property, you know, condos, townhomes, single family homes. So 495 is very high. I mean, that's the highest I can remember ever seeing in my almost 22 years of, of doing real estate here uh, in the Fort, Lauder, Fort Lauderdale area. So, um, and but for your information, somebody, here in mm-hmm. Fresno, it's 375 is our median. Now, oh, that's Fresno, that? California. If you go to San Francisco, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. it's going to be more than double that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess it's, you know, it's a microcosm when it comes to real estate. It's always a local thing. So the greatest thing about where we are, and we don't see these prices coming down. You know, Florida is landlocked between the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean. I can drive from Fort Lauderdale all the way to the west coast of Florida in about an hour and a half. Okay. So, you know, and then we have the Everglades in between, which will never be developed. Um, So, the good news is Florida has room to grow. It's still the number one second home buyer state in the country. Uh, you get, we get a lot of people from the Northeast. We get, um, I, I would say about 30% of my buyers are going to be from either Boston, New York, Washington, DC, Philadelphia, Baltimore, the Northeast come down to the East coast of Florida. And that's where they want to have a second home. We often see buyers, um, you know, they're going to retire down here. So they'll buy in advance you know, when the market's good or, or, you know, and it's always going to be less expensive than anywhere in the Northeast. I mean, the prices there are probably, I think Boston and DC and New York are probably close to some prices in California. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the major cities, you're going to see those, those exorbitant, you know, prices just keep going up. Um, but I, I think Florida in general, you know, my nephew just bought a house outside of Tampa and there's tons of land in central Florida um, there's builders building like crazy out there. I mean, I have another friend working. He's, they're selling, they have, uh, they sold 1100 homes, I think in a sh- very short amount of time. It's a master building community. You've got five builders in there. They all buy these huge plots of land, you know, the big builders, uh, DR Horton's one, you know, you see, um, Pulte's here. There's, there's a lot of builders here. And um, they've gotten smart. They do one master uh, amenities area, like they'll build a crystal lake in Tampa. It's a seven-acre lake. It's like going to Disneyland or Disney World. I mean, it's just amazing what these builders are doing. Um, You can still get an affordable house here if you're okay not being near the beach. He paid 403 or 405 for that house. It's a four-bedroom den. It's a beautiful new construction home uh, on a little lake. So. Um, I'm seeing more California people move here, and that's something I never saw. I mean, I'm seeing that more and more in the last five years. I've had California buyers come here because you can be near the water, you know, be in tropical weather, and, um, and you know, 
pay a fraction of the price on some of the places in California, you know, on the East Coast, uh, the West Coast of California. So the ones you um, see coming from California, are they buying second homes as vacation homes or are they moving there? One was a 1031 exchange. That's where they deferred. They wanted to be in Florida. They wanted to have a boat outside their property. They bought a deep water property uh, right off the intercoastal, you know, just 10 minute boat ride, 15 minute boat ride to the ocean. Um, and then I had another gentleman that bought a house, a condo here because he sold his place in Northern California, you know, north of San Francisco. And he made a fortune on that, and he was able to pay cash for a two-bedroom condo here and retire and um, just have lots of money left over, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, we're seeing all different things. I think, you know, people that want to retire or move to a warm climate, they don't, you know, they, they're they ready for a change. Uh, a lot of people will move to Florida. Like I said, it's still the number one second home buyer state in the country. Great. Clint, before we go to our commercial break coming up, in 30 seconds uh-huh. or less, give us your best real estate advice. My best real estate advice, and I've been saying this for years, and I had a wonderful mentor. When I was new uh, in real estate, I had a, I worked as a buyer's agent for a big group of 11. And I kind of echo what he said. If you need to buy or sell, just do it. You know, if you have a life change, you up, need to upsize, you need to downsize, go ahead and do that. The market is always going to be changing. If you're selling, you're going to make a bundle. When you buy, you're going to have to pay it back. So, you know, every market's a little different. Just go with what you need to do in life. You know, life is what dictates your what your home needs are going to be. I like that. Follow your heart. All right. Yeah. Clint Winter from Florida, thank you very much for contributing to our show today. Now we do have to go to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. We just got done on our uh, first portion of our road trip to Florida, and now we're heading to Colorado. And um, over in Colorado, we have Kathy Stano. Good morning, Kathy. Hey, good morning, John. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for participating in our road trip. And um, could you tell us um, what part of Colorado do you work in? Sure. Um, I'm a local realtor up here in Estes Park, Colorado, which is north of Denver, sits in the heart of the Rocky Mountains. And uh, we're at the gateway to Rocky Mountain National Park. And uh, we're in a beautiful place. So what, what's the are. elevation there? Our elevation is 7522, 7522 as you drive into town. Yep. Well, no so wonder you're coming high. in so loud and clear. The air is thin there. <laughs> the air is thin and clear and it's a beautiful day in the mountains. Yep. <laughs> All <laughs> right. How long have you done real estate for? Um, I've been practicing for over 16 years. And I'm a certified mountain area specialist. I currently serve the needs of folks in Estes Park Valley, which encompasses Glen Haven, Drake, Allens Park, Big Elk Meadows, and Pinewood Springs. Mm -hmm. And um, just trying to help folks live the dream. So that's why we're here. That's what realtors Mm -hmm. do, just trying to help folks. 
Um, how would you describe your current housing market? Well, to, we're considered a resort community, and our visitor populations are the highest between May and October. So typically, the market does tend to slow down a little bit at this time of year, as it does elsewhere in the country. Um, the marking, the housing market right now here is really been surging. Uh, we're seeing about an 8% decrease in listings for single-family homes and currently a 4% decrease in townhomes and condos. So inventory is a big issue. But prices, it's obviously raising home prices and home values up about 14%. So yeah. it's a pretty hot market up here. Yeah. Interesting that our first uh, guest, Clint, from Florida was saying inventory was a big issue there. I would say that same thing here in uh, Fresno, California, Central Valley. Mm -hmm. And here, here we are in Colorado at 7,200 feet in elevation, and that's the same issue. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, um, and the home values are just increasing. I think the biggest contributor to this market up here, especially in the last year and a half, with all these lifestyle changes, folks, a lot of folks left the metro communities. They wanted to move up to more rural areas um, where actually the town is installing high-speed fiber optic internet for people to work from home. So they're trying to make it more accommodating. Mm -hmm. And that's really drawn a big piece of the pie up here so I see yeah. it, we're experiencing that here too so interesting what would uh -huh. what is your median sales price for your market area and then what kind of home does that buy sure the median sales price for a single family residence is about five hundred twenty thousand dollars and for that you would well, you would get a home approximately four bedroom three to four baths maybe three to four thousand square feet um, again, back to inventory, but as of this morning, there were only 15 active listings for single family homes and nine of those were priced from 550 to 885,000 and the others were 1.1 million to 2.5 million. Wow. So the market is just, just increasing as, as we speak. It, you just made um, me laugh a little bit when you said you're oh. down to 15 available homes. Um, a few months ago, a newer agent looked at me and said, Scordino, we're down to only 450 homes. Are we going to oh, run geez. out of them? <laughs> I said, nah, we oh, won't wow. run out of them. But boy, with only 15 in your market area, maybe that is a possibility. Well, you know, and I have to just, just, I'll go back one step. I mean, Estes Park itself, our population is only 6,500 people. Um, we've grown over 11% in 11 years, but we have a small community. What's also driving this, this market up here are the vacation home, the vacation home rental licenses and registrations. The town has had to cap them this year because the applications were just beyond what they could even handle. So we have a lot of vacation home folks up here too. I see. So, where uh -huh. where do you see the market going next year, 2022? Well, they can't build them quick enough up here. 
Um, locally, I mean, when I talk to fellow industry leaders, we feel that the home values are going to continue to increase. The demand for short-term rentals is increasing every day also. Um, so we feel that this is a good area. I mean, um, great for investing and great for living, you know, year-round, too. Right. Yeah. So um, what what is it that's driving your market over the last few years? Oh, again, I think it's just the fact, back to what I was saying about people working from home. And um, we are a mixed community. We have a lot of vacation homes and a lot of full-time residents and second and third homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's driving the market is the demand for the park. The park is 10 minutes away from downtown. Everybody, more people are visiting our national parks, doing road trips and things. So I think that's been a huge um, uh, demand you know, force. Right. So, so are there a lot of commuters from uh, Metro Denver? Do you know we're getting a lot of out-of-staters? We're getting a lot of Midwesterners come in, a lot of folks from the South. They're just, again, if you just look at license plates, it's always hard to know where they're from because they're probably rental vehicles, but a lot of folks coming in from other states. Um, another big problem or concern that we have up here as town folks and local board realtors is the workforce housing issues have become a huge problem, especially in a lot of the small resort towns in Colorado, and I'm sure elsewhere too. So we're working with the town to kind of help those folks because they have to commute over an hour to get here to do, to work, you know, in the local shops and hospital and, restaurants yeah so you've been doing this for 16 years now um you saw some ups and downs uh in in our industry how Uh would you describe this one right now this particular market this market is one of the well it's one of the busiest markets i've worked in um as we we know in the industry you have to be open to just last minute flexibility. Um, that's what keeps you on your toes. I think staying ahead of statistics, you know, the, the National Association of Realtors and local boards have really helped us with all the stats to help um, supply that information to folks looking to buy or sell. And I think just staying ahead of it as much as we can, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also giving back, being a big part of the community is important too. I think that's that's a big piece of it. And I want to take so. this opportunity while Kathy Stano is on on the line with us. Um, this is how realtors work nationwide. Um, I know Kathy because you referred a client to me here in the Fresno, California area. And we worked together several months ago to get that to fruition. So mm-hmm. interesting how the realtors have a network. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and again, it's all for the same cause, right? It's, it's to help folks, you know, uh, find their dream. We're not, I'm not just working in Estes Park. I mean, 
I'm working throughout the nation. I'm I'm a p- big piece. I like to think I'm a big piece of it, you know, because I take such an interest in it and I put so much into it as you do, Don. And I have to say at this point, it was such a pleasure working with you. Yeah, thank so you. Thank you very much for for your professionalism and expertise. It was it was just a smooth, easy transaction. So I appreciate that. So do the sellers. Yeah. So thank well, you. thank you very much. Um, in 30 seconds or less before we go to our next commercial break, what is your best real estate advice? Okay. First thing, now is a good time to sell. So that's the first thing I'll tell folks if they're if they're sitting on the fence. But for any buyers or sellers, I tell them to look for a local realtor and and find somebody who knows the local market and who takes the time to listen to their wants and needs. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, this industry is about relationships that we form. And I'll always tell anybody coming into the industry or in the industry, give 110% to your clients and always find the time to give back to your community and serve others. I like that. And thank you so much. Uh, we do have to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Thank you. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we are on the road again. We started off in Florida, went to Colorado. Now we're in Tennessee, and we have a special guest with us, and that is Eddie Farrell of Crylike Realty. And, and tell us where you're from, Eddie. We're, we're here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I understand some my, our relocation director told me that Nashville is the hottest market in America. Is that right? It definitely feels that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's because you're working twenty four seven, right? And then here I I take up your time today. This is a nice break. All right. So, um, you you sell homes in the Nashville or, or in Nashville or just in one side of it? No, I sell um, uh, all over Middle Tennessee, uh, all the surrounding ca- counties. Um, Nashville is Davidson County, and then there's all the counties around it. I, I cover pretty much everywhere in the Middle Tennessee area. Okay, great. So um, how would you describe your current housing market right now? I mean, like you were saying just a second ago, it's very hot. We have um, we have the best uh, – and part of me makes it say it's the best market. Part of it's it's not the best market because it's really hard for buyers. Um, it, it it's very low inventory, so it's a uh, it's definitely hard for some buyers. But it's a great market if you're ready to sell, and it's a it's a fun market to be in. Yeah, active. You, certainly, nobody's going to get bored. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely, always new challenges and definitely new opportunities of how to figure out how to do this we've got some builders that are doing raffles to figure out who gets to buy the next house we have um just some craziness and and you know it's it's just something new every day it'll be something new tomorrow it'll be new something next year so what is it in your opinion that's driving this market well for us we have um amazon uh located their second headquarters here last year and have been building. Uh, they're not fully here yet. They've been building their headquarters and, and moving people here 
uh, that excitement helped bring a lot of other companies. We have we've have a lot of growth in Middle Tennessee, and recently um, Oracle has announced that they're bringing their huge campus here and um, investing in billions into our city. So we have tons of growth. Uh, we feel like right now, those of us who have been selling a long time, I've been selling 20 years in the area, feel like prices are crazy. But in comparison to the rest of the country, we're still very priced very well. So we have a lot of people moving here from other places that are really loving our prices. Well, so what is your median stuff. sales price in your area? Um, we're in the mid-400s. If, if you look at the average of everything, uh, some of the counties are going to be in the 600s right around Nashville. But um, and what that's going to get you in 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 downtown Nashville is going to get you probably um, in the 400s. You're going to get something a townhouse ish, um, uh, 1800 square feet, two bedroom, one bath, or two bedroom, two bath. Um, outside of Nashville, you're probably going to get a little bit more. Um, but the um, the some of the counties around that there are 600. You're probably going to get around 2,800 square feet for a for a moderately built house. Um, no no huge bells and whistles for that, but decent house. Well, that makes me feel a lot better about our Central California prices because we're at 375 thousand for a median home uh, median price, and that'll get you a three bedroom, two bath home on your own lot. Uh, maybe even a swimming pool. So, oh wow, yeah, uh, maybe people should start moving here. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they have. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will definitely uh, keep that in mind and and send you some referrals when people are ready to go that direction. I'll, I'll take it, Eddie. Good deal. Um, what? How would you compare today's market to, um, let's say, five years ago? You know, five years ago is when we really started heating up in Nashville, or we thought we were. Um, we Challenges that we were dealing with five years ago were, for the first time, seeing escalation clauses, seeing uh, multiple offers, um, seeing um, bidding wars. Um, in a very small way, in comparison to now, when we started five years ago, when we, we thought we were the hottest thing around and we were seeing that, we were seeing very small escalation clauses. We were seeing um, maybe 10 offers on a, on a good property, but nobody was really paying that much more. They were just um, going a little bit over each time. Now we're seeing um, – I mean, we have people – I just wrote an offer a uh, day before yesterday that – was for eight hundred fifty thousand, and we wrote the offer at nine hundred fifty thousand, and we lost out to someone that paid one point two. So um, wow. we are definitely seeing a lot more people go a lot higher, and we're seeing a lot of people be a lot more aggressive than we did five years ago. That's and we thought we were in the best spot ever five years ago. Yeah, um, I can remember teaching a class on how to do an escalation clause five years ago because it was so new to our market. And um, we, we were spending a lot of time back then talking about just how to compare multiple offers. And now if you have a listing and you don't get multiple offers, you've got something wrong. That's right. That's right. Hey, where where do you see the market going this coming year in 2022? I think that we've, we've seen a lot of increase on prices because of all the construction prices and, and all the supply chain issues. I feel like um, a lot of that has started to settle out with pricing. So I feel like we're still going to be in a really good market, but I feel like we won't have as crazy 
increases as we've had. Um, we've we've really jumped up on some of our prices, especially in our custom homes. I feel like that'll level out a little bit, but I definitely still see it with with Oracle just starting to build and people starting to bring business here to support Oracle and the building. Um, Amazon just finishing. Um, I think they'll finish their second uh, headquarter building next year. So I still feel like we're going to be really strong. Now, I always thought the the big driver for Nashville was the Grand Ole Opry. I thought that's what attracted everybody there. You know, everyone thinks that it's going to be because we are the music city is what we, we've named ourselves. And we do have so much fun um, stuff around country music. We have Country Music Hall of Fame. We have the famous uh, honky tonks downtown. But the thing that drives most of our business um, uh, industry wise has always been healthcare. Healthcare much much higher than than music. Interesting. All right. Um, why do you see real estate being a good investment in your area? Well, a couple reasons. One, right now our appreciate, appreciation rate has been going so great that um, you're going to make a lot of money on anything you invest in. Two, um, our rent and our compared to our our rent caps are still relatively high compared to a lot of places in the country. And with all the growth coming here and everyone wanting to be here, it's a great time to invest in anything around Middle Tennessee because we know it's just going to keep getting busier, which kind of scares some of us. Um, But it's just going to keep getting busier and more and more people are moving here. So it's a great time to invest because you'll be the person that owns that land that could either resell it, develop it, or just rent it out. Mm -hmm. Eddie, with all of the growth issues that you're having, what kind of – challenges are coming your way so uh, how would appraisals be working over there you know for the most part uh, knock on wood our appraisal situations have been pretty good other than being slow uh, most of our appraisers have kept up with the values um, we also have had um, a lot of offers i would probably say over 50 percent of our offers are going in with uh, appraisal gaps to cover what they know uh, it's not going to appraise for. So anywhere from you know ten thousand dollars to thirty thousand over the appraisal appraised value. So we're not having nearly the issues as some of my friends in other parts of the country with appraisals. What we are having problems with is just inventory being so low. Um, uh, that's that's our biggest challenge right now is just not having enough inventory. And that's what the other realtors have said so far, that inventory is the big issue. And and, and I'm going to have to say that for Central California, too, where our median price is only 375 and yet we're having those uh, that inventory issue. And with us, it's every price range is having the issue. I mean, I um, if I if I. If I have a buyer in the 500s, right now I have three buyers I'm working with this weekend in the 500s, and we'll all be in multiple offer situations and all be bidding uh, within 10 or 15 other people. But also just last month I had multiple offers on a $3 million property. So it's it's every price range for us, which is kind of crazy. Usually it's just the, the hot sweet spot, but it's a little bit of everything here. All right. One last question before we go to our commercial break, Eddie. Give us your best real estate advice. My best advice 
I think right now in real estate would just be to to buy everything you can um, within reason of what you can do because there one thing God's not making more of is land. So uh, there's areas of town that I said would never revitalize and never um, be worth an investment, and I'm eating my words now. So I'm just telling people now to look at the growth patterns and look at where they're going and find some areas that are adjacent to that and start buying There'll be good rentals and, and possibly one day a great flip. All right. Eddie Farrell, thank you so much for contributing to our road trip show so that our Central Valley listeners can see what it's like in other parts of the country. We do have to go to a commercial break right now, but uh, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we are on the road again. We started in Florida, went to Colorado, then Tennessee. Now we're going to Maryland. Now somebody might say, well, that's not, what kind of road trip is that? You're zigzagging. If you've ever been on a road trip with Don Scordino, we zigzag. Uh, Never go straight. So anyway, in, in Maryland right now, we have Mr. Bill Armstrong on the line. How are you, Bill? I'm doing well. How are you, Don? Great. And you're a veteran to Welcome Home Radio. You were on this show on another road trip maybe, what, three or four years ago? It's been a while, yeah, and I appreciate it and happy to share what I can from my market. All right. Well, and you do know a thing or two about real estate. You've been doing it 40 years, 40-plus years. Uh, You've served three terms as the treasurer of the National Association of Realtors. So you didn't let us go broke, Bill. Good job. No, <laughs> thank you for that. We've uh, we've survived and seemed to prosper. Our members, uh, our member count is bigger than ever. So a lot of people want to be in the real estate business and in the real estate market. About how many members are in the National Association of Realtors? Well, right now, as of last week, we have just over a million five. Wow, quite a quite a number. Yeah, yeah. Now. I was reading up on you and uh, says here that you are serving as NAR's, NAR's global ambassador to France and Andorra. What What is involved in that job? Well, that's an interesting thing. And I, actually, I'm no longer in that. I served in that uh, for five years. And I guess that's what they do with former NAR officers. They put them out to pasture and give us a job like that. But we have 100 international member associations from around the world, small countries like Jamaica or, or you know, Belize, but then some significant partners like France, Germany, and the European Union members, uh, Great Britain. We have India. So it, we get together at their conferences, our conferences, and we talk about best practices. We don't tell them how we do it and that they should do it that way. We just try and learn how they do things, and and we pick up things from each other. I got you. Big question for me. Where is Andorra? That's a good one. It's between Spain and France. It's in the Pyrenees Mountains. Beautiful little country. We've got a few countries that people have never heard of, and Andorra may very well be one of those. All right. I, I am going to check into that today. Um, so how, what is your market area that you cover? 
Well, I'm in Maryland, just just outside the Beltway of Washington, D.C. And actually, the county I live in is Montgomery County, but it's inside and outside the Beltway. We prefer outside of the Beltway, <laughs> honestly. But then my office is in Frederick County, Maryland. So that's just a little further outside the Beltway, but that's a good place to be uh, hanging your hat. So that brings up a good question. Um, partway during this show, I got a message from a listener saying, sounds like working from home is here to stay, especially for tech, um, because that's our other um, call-ins. We're, we're talking about that. Being your near Washington, D.C., are you seeing a lot of that where people are now working from home? Oh, my gosh, yeah. There are everybody out there, and I'm an investor and own a fair bit of real estate myself. Everybody is literally everybody looking at their uh, their space needs and seeing if they wouldn't be a good candidate for having some remote work, virtual work, and uh, or even if they were to be able to shrink their footprint uh, by 20%, 50%, they could save some monies that way. But you have to be able to quantify the task that the employees would be doing and make sure that it's still productive. And, and remember, some, some careers and some jobs, it just is impossible to do remote working in the service industry and, and others. But, yeah, everybody's got to be rethinking these things and figuring out how they can do it without paying so much in rents and travel time, which benefits everybody on the roads. Right, right. Um what what is a median sales price in your area? Well, in Frederick County, well, let me start with Montgomery County. Montgomery County is a little higher. The median sales price uh, in October of twenty one was five forty five hundred forty thousand, and a year before that it was five hundred, and that's just an eight percent increase. But in Frederick County, which I think more people have been heading in that direction because it is more affordable. The median was 410 and a year before that it was 357. So that's about a 15% increase. So it's been pretty strong, pretty robust. Mm-hmm. So as prices are rising, what is it that's driving the market? Well, you know, there there was some pent-up demand because of the the pandemic certainly. But my market is a little unique in that we've got government here and we've got transition that occurs every four years where president obama was in office for eight years there was quite a transition five years ago here so and now we've got another transition so we get some movement that way and these are generally speaking all very good paying jobs and even though you might think the government is not uh, that many people, it really is because so many related industries, the defense contractors, the lobbyists, all the firms that live outside the beltway or just inside the beltway, but have businesses specific to the government. It's a big influence here. I can see that. And even if you don't directly work for the government, the government does hire a lot of subcontractors, uh, and affiliated companies. So yeah, I yep. can see that. And, and I didn't think of that before, that every four years you're going to have that transition. Every four to eight, depends. But, yeah, yeah, yeah happens a lot. And then you have your midterms, and you have all the 
congressional ch- turnover and then their staffs and everything else. It's yeah, it's pretty uh, significant. And now everybody is rethinking their space needs. You know, the NAR has a building on Capitol Hill where we rent and the majority of our tenants are lobbying firms. And a lot of these lobbying firms are reducing their footprint by a bit and just coming in as needed. So it's just that's kind of typical of the of the office market these days. Okay, so I know you work not just residential, but also commercial. Do you see the commercial markets being impacted differently than residential? I would say definitely, yes. The pandemic has changed a lot of things. Even old guys like me started buying a lot more things online. There are people who get out there and just did all their shopping for holiday gifts, birthdays, Christmas, whatever, and they did a lot of that online, and they're finding that's pretty easy. So that's impacted the bricks and mortar retailers. There are there's still a, a, a place for that, but we got a lot of big retail centers that are going to be rethinking their space, and and that between that and and office, yeah, it's dramatically changing things. Would you say that that market is softening as residential is rising? I would say so. Um, it's still robust. The e-commerce platform is going real well. There are outfits like like a Nordstrom's or one of the folks that we have as one of our tenants is Ulta Beauty. And they've got bricks and mortar stores all over the place, but their e-commerce platform is huge. And one of the advantages they have is that if you bought something online from one of them, you could easily just return it back at a store, try on something different. And they're pretty uh, flexible that way. Mm-hmm. Where some people are reluctant to buy certain items online because you maybe want to touch the fabric or try on the shoes or something. But some people have no qualms about that. But anyway, bricks and mortar is starting to soften, yes. And it's going to be harder to find things that you can go and have a look at and touch. Well, and, and maybe we have something in common, Bill, and that is Ulta Beauty just built a, a large uh, office and plant here in the Fresno area. So they're one of our big employers now. Well, very good. Yeah, they're doing real well. Yeah. Real well. Yeah. Um, how would you compare this market to our market from five years ago? Well, five years ago, if you think about it, we've had uh, President Biden in office for just about a year now. And so five years ago, we had another administration coming in, the Trump administration. So that was one of those big turnovers in my market. So, you know, and then prior to that, we had during the Obama years, we had sequestration, which was a 10 percent freeze on spending across the board. So that cut back on a lot of things, Mm -hmm. defense spending, a lot of different Mm -hmm. contractors saw reductions, not reductions in in uh, spending, but reductions in the increases in spending that were already built in. So we saw a lot of people, a lot of buildings going dark in in the office world down in the D.C. area close in. So, yeah, we've had some uh, changes. But five years ago, the market was robust. It always is here. And we don't get the kind of ups and downs that other parts of the country experience. We really don't because ours is pretty stable. Government jobs never seem to go away. The income, the pay scale is pretty good, and uh, it's just pretty solid. But we don't get the real ups 
like Southern California gets or even the San Francisco market or South Florida. We don't get that kind of really robust uh, pricing, but we don't generally experience the downs that they do either sometimes. Hmm. It, that's, a, that's another thing we have in common. The Central Valley compared to the rest of California doesn't get the big ups and the big downs like the, uh, our, our neighbors yeah. do. Yeah. That said, wh- where do you see the real estate market going in 2022? Well, I think it's going to be an interesting one because assuming rates stay pretty stable, and they have been so far, and with the inflation that we're experiencing right now, they're going to have to try and keep rates you know, really attractive. Um, but, but with that, we've got so much new construction going on around here and low resale inventory. So, you know, eventually you're going to run out of uh, the, the product and the costs. We're putting people out of the market right now. It's just crazy, the, uh, the pricing. And then I was just looking at some of the stats since you'd asked me to be on the show. My gosh, I'm looking at the number of people that paid cash for properties. Well, that precludes an awful big uh, number of folks that have to come in with minimum amount down so a fair number more cash and they have to pay crazy money and eliminate some of their contingencies which i never would counsel somebody to do um thank you you. they have to come to that conclusion on their own Mm -hmm. all right so um are you guys having appraisal issues there yeah you know in a in a hot market like this you you definitely do we have to track as realtors we have to track the uh properties that are under contract communicate with the other agents and say you know when does that settle and use that most recent comp throw it back and let our appraisers know about it so they can uh you know supplement their appraisal there are things happening so fast that you need the latest and greatest for the comparables but yeah we're having troubles with that because people are willing to pay above the appraised value it's just a it's a crazy market really tough for right. entry-level buyers remember the old days when uh people used to say well that's what it appraised for so that must be what it's worth and now so many buyers are waiving appraisal contingencies or doing a, an appraisal gap uh clause which means yeah. appraisals aren't what they used to be no i really wish it were more uh stable uh, normal real estate market i really think that it needs to be a little you know negotiating and a little bit of give and take but right now you know if you're a seller it's fine but if you're a buyer it's really really tough all right and i would also caution people from buying and paying too much they really need to be careful what they're doing i've seen people in some of the down markets where they can't sell for several years or they have to bring a pretty sizable amount of money to the table just to be able to get away from the house that they had bought in a heated market. Ah, I do remember that from a few years ago. Well, Bill, um, in 30 seconds or less, give us your best real estate advice, and then our show's going to be over. Okay, good. Well, Don, here's what I would say to anybody that's thinking about buying real estate. Be prepared. Just do your homework. In a hot market, make sure you establish a basis. Look at some properties. Don't get caught up in a bidding war because you just want to win. It could come back to haunt you. So just be prepared. Make good decisions. 
and buy the house that you want to buy. Don't just win the, the war. So Right. Well, Bill, thank you very much, and I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today on our road trip. Got to head home now. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.